live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game. Come on! You heard the guy. This is the pregame show. I am your host, Joe Spadoni. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what a weekend. What a Father's Day weekend. Shout out to all the dads out there. Hope you all had a lovely, lovely Father's Day Sunday. It's an MVP Monday. It's a Giants sweeping the Dodgers Monday. It's a Wyndham Clark. Who? Winning the U.S. Open. Monday celebration here on the pregame show. 888-957-9570. We got an hour. If you're just joining us for the first time or if you're a seasoned vet, you could do multiple things. You could stream. We are on YouTube, Twitch, here on the pregame show. Search 95.7 The Game. Like, subscribe. You could do it the old-fashioned way. On the dial. And if you want to get involved in the show, again, call or text. The Comcast Business Text Line is always open for business. 888-957-9570. Call or text that number. And also be sure to download that Odyssey app. Take it everywhere you need to go for all your Warriors, Giants, 49ers coverage. A lot happened this weekend, folks. We've got an hour to discuss it here. And man, we always start off with MVP Mondays. Who won this past weekend? A lot of dads, I'm sure, won this weekend. A lot of the families, moms, sons, daughters, nieces, nephews. Shout out to everyone that helped the dads out there this weekend. As a father of two, I surely appreciate it. Had a lovely, lovely day yesterday with the family. So again, shout out all the dads out there on a lovely, lovely Father's Day weekend. It was a little toasty yesterday in the Bay. A little windy. Allergies were a problem for the little ones. We persevered. It's tough when you got like a seventh, seven or eighth month old like I do. Can't really give them anything for that. It's not like Tylenol's not going to do anything, so they just got to suffer. Their eyes watering with the seasonal allergies, sneezing a bunch. They're like, sorry, girl. Can't give you a uh, Claritin, if you will. But man, what a weekend. We got Bradley Beal news. Again, you already, I already mentioned we got U.S. Open. We got the Giants handling their business. But we're going to start with what we do on Mondays, the MVP. Who won this past weekend? Could be sports-related, could be not. And I want to hear from you at 888-957-9570. We go everywhere. We're not just bogged down into the three major sports here. It's not just NBA. It's not just MLB. It's not just NFL, hell, hockey. No, 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 no. We're very diverse here on the pregame show. And what's more diverse than the first highlight I play of the day? A Spanish call from the U.S. winning the UEFA, check that, CONCACAF, UEFA's Europe, the CONCACAF Nations League final against Canada in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. Chris Richards, take it away. Princess Anthony Davis, John Scali, viene en servicio. ¿Quién la busca? ¿Quién la quiere? ¡Rebote! ¡Gol! 
I had to fade it down. I also think I just got my uh, mic or my headphones all twisted up as I was doing a goal celebration here. If you're streaming on Twitch and YouTube, you just saw me get all tangled up. But it was worth it. Chris Richards there with the goal for U.S. to put them up 1-0 in the CONCACAF Nations League final. If you're unaware of what the CONCACAF is, it is all of the countries of North America, their best soccer teams, going at it in a sudden death. Not a sudden death. It's a... Single elimination, start out in group stages, kind of like a mini World Cup, if you will, but just of North America, to see who the best team is. Then, after that, it was the young phenom that just announced recently, within the last month or two, I believe, his allegiance to the United States of America. He was thinking about either joining England or the U.S. as it pertains to his international career. He had the choice to do both. How that happens, well, you got citizenship from one parent or the other. He chose the U.S., and he chose wisely. Fullerin Bolligan. With the goal. Yeah, that's the name. Fullerin Bulligan. 2-0, night-night. One of the MVP nominees, both Chris Richards and Fullerin Bulligan of Arsenal and now a U.S. men's international player. So, start off with soccer. Again, that's not just it. We talk about every single sport here on the pregame show. Wyndham Clark. U.S. Open, L.A. Country Club. We had Ricky Fowler. We had Rory McIlroy. We had Cam Smith. We had Scotty Scheffler. We had Tommy Fleetwood. We had John Rahm. We had all these guys. Dustin Johnson, Colin Morikawa. But the star that shined brightest wasn't really a star at all down in the City of Angels. It was Wyndham freaking Clark. Take it away. who takes down all the stars in Los Angeles to win the United States Open. And here's Clark dedicating that victory to his mom on Father's Day. Take a listen. You know, I just felt like my mom was watching over me today. And, um, you know, she can't be here. And uh miss you, Mom. And But I, I just feel like I've worked so hard and I've dreamed about this moment for so long. There's been so many times I've visualized being here in front of you guys and winning this championship and I just feel like it was my time and yeah, thank you. Clark there finishes minus 10 on the day and came into it right at that number. Tied with uh, Ricky Fowler, that is, not Roy McIlroy, but it ended up being a two-horse race at the end there with McIlroy, with Clark. Clark deserved the win. He was nails on that final Sunday there. And, ma'am, for as happy as I am for Wyndham Clark, it was brutal watching Ricky Fowler. And I don't think there is a harder thing in sports to watch at 888 957 than watching 
a golfer on a championship Sunday gag away a lead like Ricky Fowler did. Plus five for the day, five over, and it was hard to watch. And you saw it on Saturday on the 18th when there was a two-shot swing. Two-shot lead for Ricky heading into the final Sunday. All he needed to do was par. Didn't. Bad bogey on the 18th. Juxtapose that with Wyndham Clark, who birdied. Two-shot swing. They're all tied up heading into the U.S. Open Sunday. And you kind of felt like that was the start of it. And you just saw it unravel, unravel, unravel. And when you see it in golf, unlike any other sport, it's an individual one. Yeah, you got your caddy. But in basketball, if you miss a free throw, you got your teammates to back you up, right? Talking about nerve-wracking situations, pressure-filled, where you just know the pressure's getting to a player. Yeah, you see it with closers, but you can have team meetings. You have the pitching coaches go out there. I always think of Mike Maddox. When I think of a guy that I need someone to calm me down, the Mike Maddox pitching coach, when he comes to the mound, he always just touches the shoulder, gets a feel for him. It's like, I always like that. Give me a little grab there. Appreciate you, Mike. But watching Ricky yesterday at the Los Angeles Country Club, it was tough. I was pulling for him. I think the whole country was pulling for him. This is a guy who started off his career in such a hot way. He was the young gun. He was bright. He had the long hair. It was Puma. Who's this kid out there? What is he doing? What is he wearing? What is that? You're a professional golfer. You're not supposed to be wearing those kind of colors. What's going on here? You don't have that kind of hair. Huh? Flat bill hat? What is going on? Nine PGA Tour victories. He's got a player's championship under his belt, but the last few years, he's really fallen off. He's getting U.S. Open exemptions. He has to try to qualify for and stuff like that. It's been tough. When you're at the top and you fall the way down, especially in that sport, it's really, really hard for your ego and to try to get back up to where you once were, knowing you were one of the better players at such an early stage. He's only 34. Only 34. Worked with Butch Harmon, one of the famous hitting coaches out there. Swinging coaches, hitting and baseball. But swinging coaches, if we're talking about golf. Worked with Tiger, worked with Phil. Now we worked with Rory. Came out of retirement to work with him. Check that, Ricky. But he was working with him, and you thought, wow, maybe, just maybe. First three rounds, co-leader, and then you saw all of it come apart yesterday. So as happy as we all are for Wyndham Clark, I feel equally as bad for Ricky Fowler yesterday. Wyndham Clark deserved that, though. And shout out to him. Very emotional after that win yesterday at the U.S. Open. It is an MVP Monday. Don't worry, we'll get to the Giants. What they did over this past weekend, sweeping the Los Angeles Dodgers. That is the story in the Bay right now. The Giants are red hot. They're fun to watch. They're going into another series against another division foe. That starts today at home. Can they start winning at home? Are they going to do that against the Padres tonight? San Diego is in town. Bomel, Tatis, Machado, Soto, all these guys are in town for a four-game set. Got to start winning on the road, though. For as good as you've been on the road, home, man, you got to start winning. 888-957-9570 is 
the number to get involved there. We'll get to them in just a second. But another winner of this past weekend, another MVP, if you will, if you just want to give it to a whole team, front office, owner, whoever you want to give the credit to for making this happen, the Phoenix Suns landing Bradley Beal. Yes, the Washington Wizards, this per Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. Washington Wizards are finalizing a trade to send three-time All-Star guard Bradley Beal to the Phoenix Suns for a package expected to include Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, several second-round picks, and pick swaps, sources told ESPN on Sunday. Now, since that report initially came out yesterday at around, what was that, one thirty in the afternoon, there have been talks about adding a third team for Chris Paul to get him to play for a contender, and the Clippers have emerged as one of the favorites to try and land CP3, maybe a reunion there. <laughs> I'm trying to picture Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul together. I'm having a very, very hard time doing it again. Oh, man. Would be fun, I guess. Would be fun. Maybe fun's not the right word. Maybe potential dumpster fire. But I'm here for it. I am absolutely here for it. So Bradley Beal expected to be traded to the Phoenix Suns. And now where does that put them in the hierarchy of the Western Conference? Does that change how you feel about this Warriors offseason? Golden State Warriors fans at 888-957-9570. Do the Warriors now need to make a move to compete not only with the Denver Nuggets, but now the Phoenix Suns? Do the Sacramento Kings feel like they do? You start looking at how the West was won last year and how the NBA Finals was eventually won with the Denver Nuggets. It was through depth. It wasn't through a big three. Yeah, you had Jokic, generational talent, Hall of Famer already, one of the greatest bigs to ever do it. He just cemented himself as one of those guys. Jamal Murray... The Robin to his Batman. He was a killer on the court in the fourth. He feels it. He takes over games when he sees it. So you got that. But it was the Aaron Gordons. It was the Browns. It was KCP. It was all these guys. Michael Porter Jr. at times. It was really a strength in numbers if we're going to do a Warriors, you know, mantra to that team. That's what it was. And so you think about these teams that try to make these big threes happen. Really, outside of the Miami Heat, who kind of feel like they underachieved even with two titles. And yeah, you got the Warriors, but that was more of like a big four, really. I mean, you could toss in Draymond in there. That's what I'm thinking. You had Iguodala, Finals MVP. But they had Durant, they had Cle- they had so many Hall of Famers in that starting lineup. I'm not even calling them a big three. That was just one of the greatest teams in the history of basketball. But if you want to use Steph, Clay, and KD, okay. That was successful. Two titles there with that trio. Since then, has there really been a big three that's done anything? I mean... They tried to do it in Brooklyn again. They tried to do that with Paul Pierce, KG, Jason Terry. They were all old. That didn't work. Kobe, Nash, Dwight Howard. That didn't work. 
And now you're getting KD, Beal, Booker. I get it. Last two are young. KD a little long in the tooth. A lot of people still think he could be the best player on a championship team. But is sacrificing all that depth really the move for an NBA team trying to compete for a title going forward now? Can you do that? So that's why I look at the Warriors right now. I just, what's the trade out there that's really going to put them over the top in this conference? I think it's just as simple as these guys have to play together. They have to be a team. I feel like the depth is there and can be there for this team. With Kaminga, with Poole, with Moody, with Gary Payton II. Hell, if they bring DiVincenzo back. With Wiggins, with Clay, with Steph, with Looney, with Draymond. This could be a championship team still. But that dark cloud. Will there be sunny days ahead for this Golden State Warriors team? I know there's a Phoenix Suns team ahead. But will the sun shine for the Warriors as well? We'll continue to discuss that this offseason at 888-957-9570. But to wrap up this MVP Monday, my final nominee. Oh my goodness, there's so many to choose from. Let's just play a couple of highlights here from the San Francisco Giants as they complete the sweep yesterday against the Los Angeles Dodgers. 7-3. Tyro Estrada. He does it with the bat, but probably the most impressive thing he's done this season is with the glove and with his arm. Infield stays back. Now, Estrada goes home. The tag, and he is out. What a throw by Tyro Estrada, knowing that Martinez is not a real fast runner. A lot of things could have gone wrong on that play. John Miller there, the call. NBC Sports Bay Area, and I'd be remiss. Flag on me. Not giving credit to all those other calls I played for all the highlights I played via the U.S. Open. Shout out NBC Sports there. And for all those U.S. Men's National Team goals, shout out T-U-D-N USA. I think it's T-U-D-N if I did that correctly. All the Spanish speakers out there that are Tune in the pregame show and locked in. Please uh, confirm or deny. I think that is the proper name, but could be wrong. Good morning to all of you on Twitch and YouTube, by the way. Appreciate all of you chiming in. Nicole, EJ, Brandon, Lloyd, El Guero, Alvaro, Pineda, Amelia Bedelia, Rudaboy Ra, all you guys. Mr. Jason, appreciate you chiming in. My family's hoping Bonte and Chasky don't focus their entire show on baseball. It's a hot story, my family. Sorry. Giants are a thing officially. I mean, this was the series, right? This was the measuring stick. Dodgers haven't been playing very well. Giants have been hot. But what's happened in the past? Damn near for the entire decade. LA has been a house of horrors for the San Francisco Giants at times, especially for young guys. But yesterday and this weekend, the youth movement was in full effect. 15 to nothing Saturday. Is that the largest defeat in L.A. Dodger history, Sammy? He's locked in. This guy's on cloud nine. He's wearing his his Giants head. What is that? The, uh, the creamsicle one? The City Connects? He's locked in. But it's a story right now. The San Francisco Giants are the story. Can they keep it up? I'm going to need them to until...
training camp starts for the, the San Francisco 49ers. I'm going to need them to be interesting, and they certainly are. And as you just look at the wild card standings here in Major League Baseball, you have your San Francisco Giants at number two. Number two. At 39-32, just game and a half back, by the way, of the Miami Marlins. Check that. Yeah, it was game and a half. What was the wins, losses, and lost commas? Get me a little confused. Confuzzled. Then you got the Los Angeles Dodgers now, a half game back of the San Francisco Giants. Look at our San Francisco Giants, who are, by the way, three and a half games off the lead. Arizona Diamondbacks could... The San Francisco Giants really win the division this year. 888-957-9570. Why not? One seven in a row. Eight and two in their last ten. Why not the San Francisco Giants? 888-957-9570. This team looks primed to make a run, add some pieces. And listen, is there a team in the National League that you fear right now? Atlanta? Okay. I can see that. They got the starting pitching. They got studs. They got Olsen. They got Murphy. Yes, I just named my two former Oakland A's. It's hard. A's coming back down the earth now after winning seven in a row. What is that now? Five straight losses? Nah. Tough. Shout out Bryce Harper, though. We love Bryce and his comments regarding Vegas and the A's and not wanting to see the A's leave. Bryce Harper, by the way, was a huge A's fan growing up, so... Probably has a little something to do with it, but also a Las Vegas native. He wants to see the team, you know, get their own expansion-type team, a la the Golden Knights, kind of build up from there. But sure does look like the Oakland Athletics are all but gone. We're talking Giants right now at 888-957-9570. And I do feel like they were the MVP of this weekend. The whole freaking team. Matos, especially. Let's get a highlight from the youngin. What a debut and what a start to his MLB career. Hanging splitter down the left field line. It's just fair. It ricochets into the corner. One run is home. Two runs are home. A double for Luis Matos. Five to two Giants. So he's got 12 at-bats, Luis Matos. And again, John Miller with the call there, NBC Sports Bay Area. He's got 12 at-bats. Four hits, seven runs, two ribbies, stolen base, This guy's had a hell of a debut. Could this finally be the Giants' long-term answer at center field? So this is what I keep coming back to with this team. Like, the expectations are finally there now that even if they don't make the playoffs, and I think it would be disappointing, but the big picture is finally being seen when it comes to this team. Farhan Zaidi, the fruits of his labor, are finally paying off. Luis Matos, Casey Schmidt, Patrick Bailey. Could we potentially be seeing Kyle Harrison getting called up soon? A lot of injuries. We'll see what happens there on the pitching front. Jacob Junis getting recalled. Scott Alexander. Alex Cobb getting hurt. Alex Cobb to the IL. Oblique injury. Could we potentially be seeing a Kyle Harrison debut soon? Recently we were hearing from... Uh, Farhan Zaidi, president of basketball operations for the San Francisco Giants on Sirius XM MLB Radio, saying, eh, not quite yet. So maybe in the next month or so, but it's here. The future 
You're seeing it now for this team. Now, will they keep it up? Can they keep it up? Time will tell. If it all fades and turns back into a pumpkin come September, you got some problems. And if you're out of contention there, it could all come crashing down. But for now, as of right now, as the team is seven games over 500, number two in the wild card column, and only three and a half games off the NL West, hey, I'm buying all the stock. And if you bought all the Farhan stock when it was at its lowest, post Aaron Judge, post Carlos Correa, good on you. I want to hear from you. Talk your talk. 888-957-9570. Good morning from Deadhead Fred on the Comcast Business Text Line. That's the 510. Good morning, Deadhead Fred. Appreciate you. My mom was a deadhead. Shout out the Grateful Dead. I I just, I'm sorry. I can't get into the jam sessions like those kind of bands. The fishes if the of the world. The Grateful Dead's, hey. That's what you're into, Papa Shasky. I hope you're not listening. I know you're a huge deadhead. That floats your boat. By all means, have at it. I just, hey man, a 30-minute song. What are we doing here? Come on. It's not a song at that point. That's a whole freaking album. I'm not doing it. And maybe you have to be in a certain state of mind. <coughs> High as a kite. I just, I can't. I can't. I'm also out on music festivals. Too many people. It's gross. It's stinky. It's smelly. I'm out. Man, I really am 30. I'm getting I'm getting too old for this stuff. 888-957-9570. My family, mi familia, on the YouTube chat. Hope Kerr is paying attention to what the Giants infusion of youth can do to actually win games. Huh. You ain't lying, my family. You ain't lying. And speaking of the Golden State Warriors, what if I told you that they didn't need to look elsewhere for size. What if, and follow me here, what if the Warriors' size, size solved their size problem? Say that ten times fast. Solved their size problem just by looking in their own locker room. How about that? Chew on that for a few minutes. We're going to take a quick break. Come on back, 888 888- Nine five seven nine five seven zero. Why the Warriors' size problem has been solved? I'll explain on the other side. Ninety-five seven. The game. Now back to the pregame show on ninety-five seven. The game. RHCP on a MVP Monday here on the pregame show with Joe Spadoni. 888-957-9570. Who was your MVP of this past weekend, sports-related or not? Shout out all the dads out there. Hope everyone joining me now had a lovely Father's Day. And if you didn't, well, I hope the show's making you feel better. 888-957-9570. Hit me up there, call or text. You can also stream us live on Twitch and YouTube. Just search 95.7 The Game. Like, subscribe, all that jazz. Get included into this conversation. Be a part of the show. This vile, putrid, and beautiful. All those adjectives into one. That's how I describe the YouTube chat. I love you guys. I'm just kidding. The pregame show, I gotta say as a whole, much nicer than some of the other chats. You guys are much nicer to me. Sometimes not. 
Although that Lakers series was pretty rough, I gotta say. Good morning, Alex in Atlanta. Appreciate you. Alex in Atlanta. Big tweeter. <laughs> Go ahead and get that. Get that cut. Thank you. Likes to tweet a lot. Appreciate you, Alex. He had a funny tweet the other day. I think he was quote tweeting a uh, a One Piece. They're making a live action One Piece show on Netflix. If you're unfamiliar, One Piece is a manga turned anime. Long time running Japanese show. It's been on for like my since my childhood. It's been on for like 23 years. Pretty nuts. I've been watching it literally since I was like seven or eight years old. But uh, they're making a live action version in. Yeah, I'm kind of with Alex. That looks like a piece of crap. 888-957-9570. It's very hard to do uh, adaptations of anime just in general, but that one particularly just does not just does not look very good. Do you know what does, though, as we shift back here to sports for a little bit? Did you guys hear the latest rumor as it pertains to Jonathan Kaminga? Just rumors here, folks. But Moses Moody was talking about Jonathan Kaminga having another growth spurt this past year. Quote, I'm not lying. He's tall as blank now. F, you know, you know the word. He's now rumored to be seven feet tall. According to rumors, according to sources... Just rumors, folks. I'm not reporting anything. But if Jonathan Kaminga had that big of a growth spurt, we're good. Isn't the size problem solved now? Better start him. Are we actually going to play him now that he grew like four or five inches, if that's the case? Are we actually going to give him some minutes? Is that a thing? 6'10", even? You can't move him if that's the case. I'm with you, Alex, in Atlanta. Come on. We can't move. And honestly, even if he didn't even grow that much, if it was two inches or whatever, he's 6'9 now, you shouldn't move off of him anyways. The Nuggets just proved to you and proved to the world it's still strength in numbers. That was the mantra with which this team got their first title and had one of the greatest and the greatest regular season in the history of basketball. That's what the Warriors need to get back to. It's not adding another superstar like a Bradley Beal. That's not out there. That's what the Suns did. And to be quite honest, I don't even know if that's going to work with the Suns. Is anyone playing defense for that team? Who's playing defense for the Phoenix Suns? KD? Eh. Booker? Okay. Bradley Beal? No. DeAndre Ayton? Do you just see what Nikola Jokic did to him in the playoffs? Do we all just forget what the Denver Nuggets did? Joe Shasky did it. He'll join me for the crossover. He was there for Game 6 in Phoenix. He saw what happened to DeAndre Ayton. So I'm not ready to put the Phoenix Suns even in the top three in the West at this point. Maybe that's blasphemous. Let me know at 888-957-9570. But if it's true, these rumors regarding Jonathan Kaminga growing, well... Maybe the Warriors' championship odds just grew a little bit, too. 888-957-9570. Continue to take your calls and texts on that. Want to get back into a little bit of the Giants and hear from the skipper himself, Gabe Kapler. Gave some injury updates after the Giants win yesterday. The Giants, they're rolling. They take on the San Diego Padres 
tonight at Oracle Park. And can the Giants just finally win at home? The hard part's over. You can win on the road. Come back. Do it here. You have home field advantage, you would think. Now, the Padres aren't the Dodgers. It's not going to be packed with Padres fans, I would assume. I don't think I've seen Padres fans travel that much as opposed to the Los Angeles Dodgers, but come on. Got to start stacking these at home. Giants are hot. They're looking to do that tonight. But here's Cap yesterday talking about some injury updates on the pitchers Alexander and Cobb. Scott Alexander has some left hamstring tightness that he's still dealing with, so that's why we had to get him out of the game for no ball. And Cobb's been feeling a little bit of side tightness, as, as you may know. He was trending better through a bullpen yesterday. That bullpen went well. Still there just a little bit. We just thought it made some sense to protect him here for the long haul, take the long view, give him a blow, and, and get him ready, potentially as early as New York. And here's more from the skipper, Gabe Kapler, talking about Logan Webb becoming one of the more dependable and durable starters in this league. And I think despite the fact that he gives us a chance to win and almost every time he takes the mound, the fact that he's nearing 100 innings pitched is really huge for us. Every inning that Logan Webb covers means that we don't have to have a bullpen arm cover that inning. He's becoming one of the more durable and dependable starting pitchers in, in baseball. I know that's his goal, to pitch deep into every game, and um, it's not just meaningful for today's game and our ability to win it. It's it's meaningful for tomorrow's game as well, um, and every time out, he's kind of making us feel that way. So, yeah, that's what a horse does. They post and they, they pitch deep into games. Oh, the horse is back. We're getting more horse drops. Matty Kane. Oh, I feel like I haven't heard the horse term used on a Giants pitcher in a long time. Is Logan Webb finally that? Feels like it. Feels like he's the most dependable guy in that rotation. And maybe that's not a problem come playoff time. Like, he's a legit guy. Like, we saw him. The only thing we can go off is what he did in the playoffs when he had the opportunity to pitch in it, and he was a baller. He was an absolute stud against the Dodgers in the ALDS just a few years ago. But it would be really nice to see this team get another stud to add to this rotation. Whether that's through the trade deadline, whether that's Kyle Harrison getting called up, someone needs to help this rotation out, especially now with Cobb getting hurt, going on the IL, oblique injury, What's going to happen there? 888-957-9570 is the number. I'm trying to find my horse drops here. Where are we going here? Where's my horse drop? I have it. It's an oldie but a goodie. Thank you. He's a horse. Thanks, Poach. What are the Rangers playing the uh, Giants, by the way? Are they in? Let's see. Rangers, Giants. Are they in Oracle? Yeah. August 11th. That might be... You know what? I'll be going to one of those games. Just maybe. I haven't been to a Giants game this year. Maybe go to a, uh, man, might be one of the final uh, Baybridge series here. Damn, that's sad to think about. But might go to one of those before this season wraps up. 888-957-9570 is the number. Do the Giants need to be making some moves here as it pertains to the starting pitching? We'll ask Joe Shasky about that next. It is an MVP Monday. Give me your MVPs. For this past weekend, sports or otherwise, 888-957-9570. And again, we are streaming live on Twitch, on YouTube. Go ahead, search 95.7 The Game, like, subscribe, so you can see this beautiful, beautiful Alexi Lawless 
throwback World Cup jersey. I am rocking today. Shout out to the U.S. Men's National Team. 2-0 victory. They win CONCACAF Nations League. Also, shout out Spain for defeating Croatia and the UEFA Nations League final. We'll discuss all that and more with Joe Shasky next, right here on the pregame show. Joe Spadoni, 95.7 The Game. Now, back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Oh, man, what a weekend in sports. What a weekend just in general. Happy Father's Let's Day to all the dads out there. Giants. Giants, they're hot. Shout out Wyndham Clark. We're doing MVP Monday here on the pregame show. Lots of different MVP nominees. Shout out the U.S. Men's National Team. If you're on Twitch and YouTube right now, go ahead and search 95.7 The Game. Like, subscribe. You can see this awesome throwback. Alexi Lawless. So sick. World Cup. Jersey, I'm rocking. Shout out the U.S. Men's National Team winning the CONCACAF. Nations League, and shout out Joe Shasky now for joining me for the morning roast, not morning roast, the uh, crossover, part of the morning roast, Joe Shasky, what's up, man? Uh, man, I am so ready. I Dude. mean, d- completely different Giants team? Are you kidding me? Sweeping the Dodgers? Uh, it feels... In LA, not, it's been a decade? Look, the Dodgers are still... They're not done. This whole thing, no, like the no, Dodgers, no, 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 they're no. not done. But to me, they are in a little bit of a transition. You know, they... Um, really pivoted off of their draft, develop, sustain model and they went big on Freddie Freeman and free agency. They went big on the trade for Mookie Betts and those are clearly their two cornerstones. And they got James Outman and then a bunch of yeah. Now Will Smith I love. Will yes. Smith is, is a homegrown a guy. I love him. But they've lost a lot of talent Year after year after year. Okay, whether we're talking about trading for Manny Machado, allowing him to leave a couple of years back, Bellinger leaving, Seeger leaving, like they've lost a lot. Yeah. And so you look up, obviously Justin Turner. You look up, and I feel like this is a transition year for them. Now they're still competing. I still believe they're in the mix. I still believe they'll be a playoff team, but they're clearly flawed. The bigger thing for me is the Giants organization has done a 180. I don't know what they're going to be this year. I don't know where it's going to finish. But it feels like it's trending in the right direction. And dare I say, oh, Luis Matos. Oh, I think he's the best raw prospect since Posey. If you were to just say this player would be available on the open market to every single team, I don't know if Crawford would have been viewed that way coming up. I don't know if Brandon Belt would have been viewed that way coming up. I certainly don't think Panic, he was somebody who kind of flew through their system and everybody kind of like, eh, eh, not that good. And then they ended up being right because they only had a couple of good years. There's been a lot of pitching prospects that have come through. Um, This is a guy that can glide in the outfield. Does everything. Hits the cutoff. Got a really strong arm. His plate discipline, you either have it or you don't. Yeah, uh, You can develop and get better and better, but I'm talking about early on. Uh, the way he approaches at bats, it feels like Posey. He feels like a five-year vet. And then his ability to lay off the junk and then drive the breaking ball down the line yesterday uh, in a 3-2 count, I mean... That's that's a savvy, mature at-bat that I saw from that young man. I don't know about his power at the big league level, but clearly in the minors, he was hitting bombs. Clearly the batting average in the, in the minors was really good. He's at minimum a four-tool player. Well, well also, the, the strength, he's 21, he's, he's 5'11", he's buck skinny. 60. He could, be, yeah, he could put on some weight here, like get with the coaches, get all that sort of stuff, work out in the offseason. Like that could, that could be ch- uh, changed. Well, you can either you have it or you don't. Is play discipline to your point? Like to me, like you can work on it over time. But think of a guy like Joey Bart, right? He just 
for whatever reason, like can't he just hit. can't. You can't hit. Can't hit. He can't hit, and like that's a problem at this league. You either hit or you don't. You either change, you adapt, or you don't. Now we'll wait and see if when that happens because it will. Schmidt hit a wall. These guys hit a wall. These guys get scouting reports on these mm-hmm. dudes. They have enough at bats. He's only had twelve. It's early, but you're starting to see the fruits of Farhan's labor finally paying off. And I think it's okay now for Giants fans to get freaking excited. Yeah. Right? Like, especially after a series you just had against a team that has dominated you in the regular season in the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yes, it's okay to be happy and excited about this team. Everybody loves a dominant power hitter. But I think, in reality, more people might actually love an all-around ball player. And what I mean by that is, like, when I look at Mookie Betts across the way, to me, the Mookie Betts model of of looking for a ball, that guy fits in every team, every lineup. Yes. And I look at Luis Matos, and I'm not saying that he's Mookie Betts. Mookie's going to the Hall of Fame. He yeah. He's one of the greatest players. Did you see that catch he made Friday night? Unreal. To, to keep the, the no made a boneheaded going. play on Saturday, but he's, or he, Friday's Friday. Okay, yeah, but he's made about 50 yeah, amazing plays against the Giants. I was going to say, that great I was gonna say everyone made a boneheaded play for the Dodgers on, on Saturday. He's not, even having, he's not even having that great of a year by his standards, no. but I look at Matos and I'd say he more resembles Andrew Jones, Mookie Betts types where he can glide in the outfield. You could put him in a lot of different spots offensively. You're going to grow with him offensively. And then the, the speed to me is most important. Like when was the last time the Giants had a speedster like this who looks like he's barely running? Dude, they've been sliding. Slow. They've been slow for the last decade plus. I know. And then, and then what are they? One of the top teams, if not the top in the stolen, the, the bunt singles and all that sort of stuff, the, the stolen base, all that sort of stuff. So like they have the right formula to win with these young guys moving forward. Now, again, do some of these young guys start hitting the wall? Do they come back to earth just a little bit? Do they regress to the mean? That's where I look at Farhan and look at what he's going to do come to the trade deadline. Like, what is this team? Like, the free agency. Like, what's going to happen moving forward with this team? Do they need to make big changes? Because right now... Well, they need pitchers. They need, like, that's the thing. Cobb getting hurt now. You're starting to feel like the depth is getting a and little low there. I don't think that bringing up the kid at this moment that's, is... To me, that feels like a fan reaction. I don't think it's yeah. real. Yeah. Because he just went for the first time in AAA. He went through the fifth inning. Okay. Okay, so like you're expecting a 21-year-old whose ERA is good. I'm not trying to say it's not. It's a good ERA. I would like a little more from him. That's mm-hmm. just me. And here's the thing: I will give, and I think I've, I, most people have said this. I will give them credit when it comes to assessing pitching. They're better at it than most. I don't think they're perfect. They overrated their own starting staff this year, which I scoffed at. But I do think that they've earned the benefit of the doubt when it comes to pitching. And so I'm going to trust them on being patient with Harrison. That's, I, I think you have to. No. But here's the other thing I want to say to Giants fans: all the people I told you so on Farhan. Here's the thing. It looks a lot better this morning. What? It looks a lot better this yes. morning. I'm not trying to deny it. We've waited for a hell along. Don't yes. pretend like That's... he just came in and boom, 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 boom. Totally. Matos w- w- was a Bobby Evans signing. Now, you traded away nothing for five years. It's about time we've seen some of these guys come through. They've had one winning season since the Obama administration. All right? <laughs> so don't sit here and throw a ticker take, taker parade for Farhan. Like, I'm coming around on him. But let's not, like, go tripping over ourselves to give him love. Fair enough, fair enough. I think you might have heard me this morning. Why? Because I, like, I, I was shouting out people. I was like, you know what? Call, talk your talk if you want to gas up. Because right now, Farhan, he's looking really good. So if you want to talk your talk, by For all means. For sure. But to your point, 
This could all go crashing down immediately. They can get swept against the Padres, and all that goodwill well, is out the window. Like, that could easily happen. Casey Schmidt just got hit by a pitch, and you can't yep. control that as no. a GM. No. But my point being is, Hell, like, Mitch Hanniger, same stuff thing. Stuff happens. Yes. Like, but he got hit on the in- Same yeah. thing. Yes. Casey Schmidt got hit on the inside <laughs> forearm. Yeah. It didn't look good. No. He tried to stay in there, and I'm like, dude, he it can't did. even move his arm. Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? Like, Brock Purdy in the NFC Championship. Can't move. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And so, I don't know. Like, the funny thing is, is that people that want to, they want to crown Farhan or whatever, fine. But, like, go right ahead. Guess what? Half of baseball barely trying. And you right can't now. really get crowned if you haven't really been doing anything. You got one playoff appearance against it was your a great point. Year. It was a great year. It but was like, a great year. You get credit this. for that. You get credit for that. But what fans want to see more often than not is young, homegrown talent. And right now, it looks good. It looks really good. I don't care what you do as far as free agents goes. If I get these young guys to produce at a big league level, right now they are. If they fade and they don't make the playoffs. Then it's back to square one with Farhan. Then it's like, okay, if you can't get free agents and you can't produce these young guys, then what are we doing here? What are the expectations now, Joe, moving forward for this team? Is it playoffs at a minimum for uh, you? No, I think to me is it's it just... Still, or is it still getting over our skis? Because they look really good right now. Yeah, they do. They're but... seven games over, and we're almost halfway through the season. What are, what are we now? They're, are we they're, they're, they're right now they're in the midst of their best winning streak of the season. So yeah. I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment because we know the law of averages in baseball. They, they've won seven in a row. They look phenomenal right now. But, but Joey, like, let's... Halfway through, almost more than halfway through June. They have one pitcher. <laughs> I mean, Cobb went on the IL right now, and that's a big blow, and it's no bleak. And I, I, I've done the research. I said the same thing when Hammond... 71 games, so yeah. Okay. Excuse me? 71 games right now for the yeah. Giants, so we're just under halfway through the season. So, like, let, let's let's be realistic here. When Hanniger had the oblique injury, he missed over a month. The average major league absence for an oblique hitter or pitcher is over a month. Usually, pitchers longer than hitters. Tricky. So they put uh, Alex Cobb on the on the IL for 15 days. They're saying he might be back at the end of the month. I would say that's aggressive. You know what I mean? Like that, that's aggressive. Older guy, he's been really good. You need him down the stretch. You cannot reaggravate that injury. He's one of their better pitchers right now. They're leaking oil. Now the other guy who no one wants to talk about is another big injury is John Brebbia. John Brebbia has been mm. really good this year. Beard I mean, is back. They were going to patchwork 150-plus innings from this guy. And so without him in the mix and without Cobb in the mix, plus no stripling, I, just, I, I think that they need at least, at minimum, one veteran pitcher from the outside who's under team control. Well, it's interesting you say that because we're seeing that right now with the Dodgers. That's why they're struggling. Like that started pitching. Like When you're leaning on old man Kershaw to be your best starter, and Clayton Kershaw's a Hall of Famer, I get all that. It's not a recipe for success. Bobby Miller, he had his first bad start in the big leagues. Now we'll see if he bounces mm-hmm. back from that. He was shoving a little bit early on before that, before the Giants you know, put it on him. And then you see Dustin May hurt. You see Walker Buehlerick. So what's going to go on there moving forward is going to be very interesting. Real quick, I want to get your thoughts on what happened at the U.S. Open this uh. past week at L.A. Country Club. Shout out Wyndham Clark. He was nails on Sunday. He deserved that win. But the story to me, and I was talking about it this morning on the pregame show, I feel for Ricky Fowler, man. Like, watching someone, and I think more than any other sport, I, I threw this in the chat yesterday, Watching someone cave to pressure in golf is very difficult to watch. <laughs> like, if you just play the sport, too, even, even if you don't, to see, because that's what it was on Championship Sunday, pressure mounting for a player, and you saw it late Saturday when he had a chance to take a two-shot lead heading into Sunday mm-hmm. on the 18th, and then you had a bad bogey, and then Clark gets the birdie, and now you're all knotted up at minus 10 going into Sunday. You just felt... For Ricky yesterday on championship, at least for me, that yeah. was the main takeaway. So here's the problem with Ricky, and this is where people need to have better context. 
Ricky's been garbage no, for about he's four been or bad. five years. He's been, and that's why I think why, real quick, not to cut you off, I think that's why a lot of people are getting on, like, trying to jump on the bandwagon, if you will, because he's been so bad. His career started off so good, I Joe, know. so good. But his Q rating is infinitely higher than his actual play. It's true. Right? No, like, you're right. Now, you're he's right. not, like, Chris Paul has a lot of commercials, and, like, Chris Paul's going to the Hall of Fame. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. But, yes. but there are similarities in the sense that Ricky's commercials, like Baker Mayfield, we just put the cart way before the horse yeah. because he wears the all orange and Puma and Cobra and all that. I also think this. I think the technology, Ricky's in the wrong era. If Ricky was in an era, like a, just a, a generation before, where it wasn't bomb and gouge, yeah. I think he would be better. I think that the ball yeah. and the long driver and how everything's just smash it as far as you can go, I do think that's hurt him. He's an but, iron player in a driver game right look, now. Finishing yeah. top five or around top five in a major for him is a quantum leap forward. He was a better player last year. He was outside of the top 120 the year before that. He was so Bad. No, he was trying to get exemptions right into like he exactly. was, yeah, was, and he couldn't even get those for the U.S. Open. What just last year, a few years ago? So uh, yeah, shout out Wyndham Clark. It was really awesome to see him talk after the game and by after another the, guy the round. Wyndham Clark doesn't have a swing coach. No, interesting. In this era of you got to do individual lessons in every sport till you're blue in the face, it's nice to see somebody kind of take onus of his own swing. I, no, I I think everyone could learn a little something from his story. No, absolutely. And you know what else you can learn from is the morning roast. That's coming up next. Bonte Hill, Joe Shasky, 95.7 The Game.